Welcome to the third instalment of This Is Rayleigh. Today we're going to be talking about Brexit and uh, how it's affecting house prices locally or how it's possibly going to affect house prices locally. We're going to talk about the toilets at the top of Cran Hill. Uh, we're going to talk about changes to the budget, uh, which came out last month. Uh, we're going to talk about a property market op uh, update for October. And we're going to talk about the, prop uh, the poppies at Rayleigh Trinity Church. So, um, yeah. Let's, let's get on with it. I'm Carl Bryan. I'm Nick Cheshire. Roll VT. So first we're going to start with a uh, update on how the Brexit is possibly going to affect uh, house prices in Rayleigh. Now, what I started to do is kind of look at the financial crash that we had. And uh, according to parliament.uk, uh, the last big recession we had, as we all know, was about 2008, 9, 10. Um, well, according to their website, it started officially uh, in the third quarter of 2008. And we came out of that recession uh, on the last quarter of 2009. So it, it lasted 15 months in total. Um, now, house prices, quite interestingly, if we look at May 2008 to house prices in December 2009, so that's going to be the entry and the exit of that, um, properties went down by 11%, which is a huge, huge negative. It's something that I'm sure a lot of people are concerned is going to happen with Brexit and the house prices are dropping down. Um, there was uh, the chap from the Bank of England said something about house prices are going to drop by 35%. Well, in the last recession, in, in Rayleigh, it was only 11%. So certainly nowhere near that 35%. That's, that's good. But the interesting thing is here, is that if we look at house prices from December 2009 to December 2010, so we're talking 12 months uh, post-recession, uh, house prices went up by 9% on average. So we went down by 11%, and then we went up by 9%. So virtually, we're 2% difference a year later. So it just shows that even after a really bad financial crash, property prices pop back up. So it's it's not the end of the world. I think um, if we then break that down and look a bit more local, uh, so that, that's how it affected the recession. But if we look at last 12 months for argument's sake, mm -hmm. I've taken August 2017 to August 2018, because we okay. know from August, uh, from being in the property industry, that tends to be the start of the quiet down for Christmas. Uh, people start winding down uh, getting ready for Christmas at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, looking at uh, property prices in August 2017 to, compared to August 2018, uh, there was less than 1% difference in, in the market. So next to no rise. But now what gets interesting is between January 2018 and August 2018, property prices went up 3%. So what that shows is that at some point between August last year and August this year, the market dropped down about 3% and then popped up 3%. Now, I think this is January because what tends to happen every single year is people think, uh, or, or the general public, should I say, generally perceive that they like to put their property on the market in January. We, we both know from being in the industry a number of years, January goes nuts. And out of nowhere, it's like someone flicks a switch and all of these properties come on the market because so many people, uh, I think it's the whole new year, new start thing, 
uh, like to move home at that point of the year. But the problem with that is there's an increase in properties on the market. So what that then means is if you've got your property in the market at that particular time, you have to be more competitive with your pricing. Mm -hmm. So you're going to achieve slightly less, which make ties in with that with that slight drop there. Um, it then ties in with it coming back up because uh, as that bit of the market dies down a little bit and it regulates a, a bit more sort of flatline, if you like, throughout the year, um, that then prices match back up with what was at August last year. So I think there's something there to show if you're going to sell your home before Christmas is going to be the best time uh, to get the most of your home because of them, them stats alone. And also, according to Right Move, the busiest day on, on their portal is Boxing Day. So again, this all ties in with this whole, there's been a, a rise between January and now, but there was a drop mm. at, at that sort of January mark. So I think it, it kind of all makes sense there. But what what that shows is that between August last year and August this year, that there's less than a percent difference. It has increased it's by 0.58 percent according to Zoopla, um, but it's less than one percent. So it's, there's virtually no difference there. Um, and in the recession, it went down by 11 percent, up by nine percent. So bearing in mind, we've had what's it been? It's been two years since the referendum, nearly, um, if not already. So when we look at them two years of uncertainty as mm. to what's going to happen and how it's going to end out, people have naturally been apprehensive about marketing and have held back a little bit. And I think that has been a result of that less than 1% rise between the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, but if we look at worst case scenario, so let's say Brexit is coming, it's going to happen, we all know it. Um, <laughs> it's about time, I think, isn't it? it? Yes, uh, and when it does happen, let's say we're going to have the same financial crash as what we had in 2008-2009. Property prices are only going to drop down by 11%, but within 12 months, history shows, it's going to pop back up. Mm. So even if it's worst case scenario, it's not going to be the end of the world and it's not going to take too long to recover itself. So I think that that's a positive to take from it. So if you're apprehensive about moving because you want to find out what's going to happen with Brexit, that's the worst case scenario really, is another another recession. Yeah, I, I was going to say, with, with, with that as well, is, um, you know, obviously we get contacted plenty of times on, on different different things. And I would say, with, with the Brexit, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Me personally, I think there's going to be a small bit of uncertainty. There is. It's it's it's, it's the way it's going to go. And it, and it is gravitizing towards that. But I, I don't foresee that being a problem. I, I sit on the fence a lot with it. Um, I think there's a lot of positives, there's a lot of negatives. Um, I'll be quite open to say I didn't vote. Uh, and the reason I didn't vote is that I didn't feel that I had enough of an understanding as to what I was voting for. And I felt if I was to vote, it'd be an uneducated vote. So I felt that That's I wasn't going to vote because I didn't know enough about it. And I don't feel that there was enough about it. And I think it's quite evidently clear from the press that there's a lot that was promised that wasn't true and there's a lot that wasn't said that's come true so but nevertheless i think whatever the outcome of it is it's not going to be negative enough i mean we can only really comment on the part of the market that we we understand and that's the property side and from that aspect i don't think there's anything to worry about because even if we go into another financial crash as we was in it's not going to take long to bounce back. So I really don't mm. think there's people uh, things there for people to worry about. I don't think it's going to affect the market as much as some people, uh, certainly that I'm hearing some people are, are concerned about. 
So I think really we need to look at this on a positive and go, look, worst case scenario, it's going to drop down by 11%, but within a year, if we go by history, it's possibly going to bounce up again. So I wouldn't let it put off your moving. I wouldn't let wouldn't let that sort of uh, putting you off there. So yeah. No, no, I don't think I don't think it will. And you know, I think definitely having the facts and figures there um, and actually giving you some sort of idea on on how it's it's evolving and actually what happened. Hmm. That's the key. Is no one overly knows what happens, and and I think there, judging you know by the the stats, it actually shows that we're actually going to be okay. And I think, I mean, my opinion is I think the the banks have learnt a lot from two thousand eight two thousand nine. I think the the government have learnt a lot, and they've kind of prepared for that. So I mm. don't I don't think it's going to be mm. uh, a negative thing. But time will tell. I'm be I'll be happy to prove be proved wrong on that. We'll, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll soon see. So um, again, yeah. see you know, pop a, a comment in the in, in below and, and tell us what you think as well. Most importantly, yeah, tell yeah, us what be, you think. It'd be nice to hear what people's thoughts are on it and, and concerns. We hear it daily from the property side, but just generally for from life. I know there's going to be you know uh, remainers and there's going to be uh, Brexiters or, or whatever uh, each party likes to call themselves, but. Um, or did you sit on the fence? Would you like me and didn't vote because you didn't feel like you knew what you was voting for? That's good. That's good. You know, any any sort of feedback would be great there. So yeah. um, from that, we'll move on to the uh, toilets at Cran Hill. So that's over to you. Yeah, um, we were, I was actually contacted, or we were contacted uh, by one of our viewers called James Newpool, um, who who got in touch, and unfortunately, there is still. An area of uncertainty of when these toilets are going to be officially opened. Um, I know that there's, there's there's a few things to be ironed out um, on on that side of things between the uh, parish. I think it's either and, the parish or town council or Rochard council. Yeah, so they they're just ironing out a few things. Um, so so unfortunately we don't know at this time. Um, but um, on a more of a, a, a funny note. Um, oh, actually, no, before I go into that funny note, um, I've actually done some a bit more research into why they built a new set of toilets rather than actually upgrading the ones that are already there. Uh, so, so what I found out was, well, they didn't have any. There was, there was no quotes apparently given. Uh, this is information that we've received, but apparently there was no quotes that were given to renovate the previous toilet. So in theory, uh, that would mean the council went ahead and approved building the new block before they'd even well, looked into... Considered. Yeah, it got, gone into, or even, you know, even put it out for tender to see, mm. um, you know, what, what sort of quotes are coming in there. Which leads, leads me on to, what do you think? What do you think should have happened? Renovate or build new? Yeah, good point. I think that's... That's something that I want you to tell me on what you thought should happen. Um, but but uh, I actually walked past the, the toilets uh, last week, actually, and um, someone had previously commented on the fact, are they going to be chargeable? Now, when you walk past the toilets, there is a mechanism there mm. to be charged. Now, I've done some research into that and at the moment for the foreseeable future they're not going to be chargeable but the element is there to charge maybe in the future but as we can see as of now 
and the leading up to when they're going the grand opening uh, they're not going to be chargeable so I think that's actually a credit I think they should always be free um, the original ones will always free so I think keeping them free for the Rayleigh community and people that are coming to visit as well I think that's a very very good thing um, but on the funny note uh, did you know the doors around the wrong way around I did notice that because if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're coming up the ramp in a wheelchair and you come up, you turn around, you've kind of got to pull the door to you and go round the door. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I would say at the moment, they're not going to be open until the doors are actually put around the right way. No. And that's, that's thank, some of that information. Thanks to James Newport. Hi, James, um, for that information there. So that, that's quite helpful. So that's the, the, the update on the toilet uh, saga. Yeah, I'm going to call it because it's the third one in and we're still no further. So I'm going to call it saga. But I think we won't talk about toilets anymore. That's the last last time until they're open. Promise we won't mention them anymore. So that was just following some comments and the information from uh, James, as I said there. Um, so next we'll move on to changes in the budget this year. Now, I'm Did sure you? many of you know and you've seen from the press, there's been various changes. And I just sort of had a look and I, I just picked out a couple of things that I think that are going to affect us locally and hopefully will affect us locally. So I think the main one really, and the most common one is gonna be for the personal allowance. So the personal allowance or the, or the earnings before tax allowance, as some people know it as, uh, was previously 11,850 per year. Uh, and that's been up to 12,500 per year. So uh, 650 pounds rise there on what you can earn before tax, which is good, that is something. Uh, but in the higher bracket, it's gone from 46,350 to 50,000. Um, that's a jump. That, that's a jump. So that's uh, quick maths, 3,650 uh, 3, that's gone up by. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't quite work out why the higher bracket has gone up 3,000 pound more than the lower bracket. That's a bit odd um, because <sighs> you, you'd kind of think in today's day and age, a lower bracket would benefit with that more. But nevertheless, uh, it's gone up for both brackets. Uh, the national living wage has gone up, mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's millions of employers that are on that. So that's gone up from £7.83 per hour to £8.21 per hour. So, uh, yeah, a rise of 38p there from the looks of that. So, But that's per hour, so 38p, so great. Uh, an extra £20.5 billion for the NHS over the... Uh, next five years now i think that is absolutely amazing i think personally that's brilliant I, I i hope they stick to it and i hope it, it is for the next five years and that doesn't change in next year's budget i think there's a lot of nhs services locally that could do with it and i think that um the the nhs is totally underrated and i think that the fact that we're, we're given that budget there is is fantastic on that aspect um, an extra £30 billion for roads, uh, particularly potholes, mm. which I'm sure people in Rayleigh are going to be pleased to hear. Uh, well, we've all been a victim of potholes. At we? some point, I think we've all, we've all come across uh, in the wrong way. So I think that's going to be positive. But they're also saying a 30% growth in infrastructure spending. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed that Rayleigh sees some of that 30% because... I think we can certainly do with the infrastructure improvements at the moment. Well, that actually goes back to our very first one, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. That, that, that actually links with the, the first podcast the first episode, that we did, yeah. um, was traffic infrastructure. So hopefully now we're mm. going to reap the rewards of that budget. I, th I think that'll be nice if, if 
it does come into Rayleigh. I think with all the new houses going up, yes, it does need some improvement in the infrastructure. Mm. It has done for years. Mm. Anyone trying to get into Rayleigh Town Centre of a Saturday, uh, good luck to you. Uh, you're going to need to pack some water and going to need a, a light snack just, just for <laughs> on the journey. But there was also a change in stamp duty. So currently, first-time buyers uh, don't have to pay stamp duty up to 300000 uh, which is great. That was announced last year. This year, they've said that first-time buyers don't have to pay stamp duty up to 500000 uh, But in, in brackets, that's only on shared ownership properties. So uh, Read the small print. Yeah, there, there's not many of them in Rayleigh, so I'm not really sure that that's a positive thing. Um, I don't think that's going to help first-time buyers too much. It may do in central London, or it may do in boroughs where they're building more shared ownership properties and affordable properties. Mm. But in Rayleigh in particular, there doesn't seem to be that many going up at the moment. Um, particularly, I think I've only dealt with one or two shared ownership properties in the last five years. So it's, it's not that common at all. So I, I think that, although that sounds a great thing, uh, it's not particularly a great thing. Um, and well, I say it's not particularly a great thing. I'm sure it will be for some people, but I don't think that's going to affect first-time buyers too much. Uh, I think the stamp duty, in my opinion, I think the stamp duty system is a is a mess as it is. Yeah, it definitely and needs to be reformed, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it needs to have a, a complete overhaul, make it fair for all parties, um, rather than sort of giving one party, uh, you, you know, first-time buyers are, have got no uh, no stamp duty at 300, which is great. But have you seen what you can get for 300,000 in Rayleigh? Because I can assure you, it's not very much. So that, have, a, have a look. Yeah, it seems great. But have a look. Uh, the usual websites you can sort of get that information on. <laughs> um, so that'll be fine. So now we'll move on to the uh, property market update for October. Excellent. So I looked at October last year. So I mentioned a minute ago, we went August last year to August this year. What I've done is I've looked at October last year to October this year. So I've gone on Zoopla, uh, mainly because Zoopla has more information it's able to give the general public, so you can get this information quite easily. Mm -hmm. But because all the main agents are on Zoopla, that, that's kind of, I think Rightmove is great for Essex, um, mm. and particularly for appealing in Essex. Rightmove is particularly uh, more dominant, I would say, from experience in London. So particularly yeah. if you're appealing to those London's buyers, you're going to be on you're going to be on Zoopla. So all the main agents are on there. So I thought it'd be a good source to get some information from. Now, according to that, um, in 2017, October 2017, there were 49 new properties brought to the market on Zoopla in Rayleigh. That's just the SS6 postcode. In October 2018, there was also 49. So same amount of properties. So that that's quite interesting. But what is also interesting, in October 2017, there was 20 properties reduced price in that one month. So that, well, it doesn't sound a lot, but what is a lot is in October 2018, there was 36. So very close wow. to double the amount of reductions. So do we know why? I would say it's a mixture of, um, we're getting to the quiet part of the year, that, that's natural and because of, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people seem to think that moving in the new year is the best thing. So there's a lot of people that would normally be moving now that are now holding off to the new year, which in my opinion is the wrong thing to do. But um, we're getting to that Christmas quiet period. Um, we're also looking at, um, I think there's a lot of overvaluations going on. Um, me personally, I've been to quite a few properties where people are being told far too much money for their property. Um, but I've also been on the other hand where I've valued a property and someone feels it's worth more. 
So I think expectations on price, um, because I think what your expected price and what you want to achieve compared to what you're actually going to achieve, and this is not just with property, this is with anything, are two different things. And I think mm. once you go on the market, the, the truth is you don't know the market value until you go on the market. Um, that that's or the actual value until you go on the market. No, you don't. So I think a lot of people are going on the market. They're seeing that they're not getting any interest because it's getting to that point a year. And as a as a you know precaution of that, they're having to reduce their price because of, because of that reason. Mm. So it's been a lot of reductions going on. So um, if any of you are currently selling or thinking of selling, um, be aware of that because there's quite clearly that going on. Um, there there are ways to combat it. I think making sure uh, whichever agent you select has done plenty of research uh, on the market and, and can present that. Anyone can say they're a market expert, but unless they can prove the, the evidence that they're basing their decision on. Um, but also, I, I think just you know managing your own expectations and knowing what your property's worth. Mm. You know, everyone feels their home is better than next doors and, yeah. and that's, that's a natural thing and it's, it's always been the same, but it's quite clear the reductions are going down there. Given that the market hasn't changed uh, August to August, October to October, there's the same amount of properties which backs up that August to August figure of uh, less than 1%, mm. but there's more reductions. And that, that clearly boils down to one or two things, either agents overvaluing or people thinking their property's worth more than it is. So, Yeah, and also sort of going back onto the prices there of a property, I always feel Mm. that the, the value of the home is the very last thing that you should talk about. Yeah, I, I, think, don't, think, I don't think it should be the first thing. No, I, th I think that's, that's certainly something for another video uh, or another, another mm. um, blog, I think, uh, or podcast. Um, I think that you're right there. I think the, so many, so many um, uh, in homeowners invite estate agents around to value their home. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that we're not actually qualified to value a property. Get, so get that out so, there. So where would you um, go then? So, well, if you, if you want a specific valuation, you need to be going to a surveyor, a qualified okay. surveyor, a RICS registered surveyor to get an official valuation. If that's if you want the exact valuation, that's mm. where you need to go. Which is R-I-C-S. Yeah. But when an estate agent comes around it's always been branded as a valuation because that's the way it's been for years but what you're really inviting them around to do is see how they're willing to market the property and what they're willing to offer i think the term valuation insinuates that you're there to give a value mm -hmm. and naturally agents trying to be competitive to each other are going to overvalue because you're going to want to say your proper you know as an agent you're going to want to say the property's worth more and undercut the fee at the same time to try and win the business because the bottom line is it's a sales job. We're in the sales role. They're in the sales role. It's it's a sales job, but uh, unfortunately, that basis comes in that. I mean, who who doesn't want to know that their house or doesn't want to feel that their house is worth ten thousand pound more than what they initially thought? Or your neighbour's ten thousand pound more than your neighbour's because your neighbour went up a yeah. month ago, two months ago. You're naturally going to be well. My house is better than that. And if the agent comes around and says, "Yeah, it's worth ten thousand pound more," you're going to feel great but you fall in that category of valuation. So I think people need to, I mean, we'll cover this more in another video, but I think people need to look at more who the agent is, what they can offer, um, and evidence of that, not just sales pitch. But also, um, I think the critical part of that, mm. are they right for you? Yeah, it's got to work, I think the interview, it's more of an interview or um, 
Yeah, I think it's more of an interview than it is a, an appointment because you're interviewing the agent. But I, I think the property price, take that out of your mind, have the agent around, listen to what the, who they are, why they do what they do, see the passion, see the enthusiasm, see what their strategy is. You don't just want to know that, you know, we're going to stick it on right and we have London, London buyers on our books and the usual rubbish. See what their strategy is, then make a decision. And then once you've made that decision, then discuss the value and the marketing value. Yeah. I think that's the correct, that's the, that's the proper way to, to ensure you get the right agent for you and then get the best possible price. It's, it's a balancing act. Yeah, it's it very is. much a balancing act. Like I, you know, like both me and Nick have said here, is I think the price should be at the end. It's knowing what that person or, or that company can do for you. Yeah, and I and I very much am a, a believer of the company's the company. That's fine, but I think it's the individual. You you need to have that engagement with that individual. Make sure that you feel that they're going to have your best interests at heart and i think having a plan a strategy then once you're happy with that discuss about the price i mean we will go into this more in another video but my my opinion of it is i think uh estate agents in the uk need to take a leaf out of the australians book and the americans, americans. book um and have personal agents rather than estate agents yeah um, i mean i often say the australians have got it nailed yeah i think there needs to be a personal agent and i think when you go on the market you need to have the personal mobile not not business mobile we don't want any of that rubbish you want to have the personal mobile and be on personal mobile basis with your estate agent so and i think that in that way you know that you can ring that person they're going to answer the phone you can hold them accountable to what they've said you can ask them what's going on know know what what your plan is to get the best possible Most price definitely. but I, I think that's key for the, this reduction side of things, I, I think, 100%. you know, I'm not going to sit here and blow my own trumpet, uh, but what I am going to say is, I think it's quite clear that people are either overvaluing their properties or they're reducing them too easily. Mm. Um, and yeah, it might be worth looking, looking at, uh, you, well, before you reduce, I think, look at your other options. Yeah. Look at your other options, see what people say. What have um, they done but, to, to, to maximise, I think? Yeah, you've got to look at the facts. If it's just, oh, we've stuck it on Rightmove and we've stuck it on Zoopla and we're not getting you know, any inquiries, mm. then I think that's rubbish. You need to then look at, well, how many people are viewing that? How many people have clicked on that? How many times have you rotate yeah, the photographs? It, it, There's so much more behind that. Which um, I think we, sh we, we should cover in a... I think we'll we cover could go on, We could go on for ages on that. Yeah, but, uh, I'm quite passionate about that, so I can rant quite often, but we'll leave you, that there. As you can see, which is, uh, which is great. I love it. Yeah, we'll I leave that it. there and we'll move on to the our final piece, uh, which is the poppies at uh, Holy Trinity, which you yeah, want to cover. Yeah, because obviously now um, it's coming into what I class as a very poignant year um for for the poppies because it's going to be a hundred years on the 11th so in six days time it's it marks a hundred years of the end of world war one and the signing of the obviously the, the armistice so Rayleigh uh, town council have done a tremendous job in putting together and working alongside very closely with the residents of Rayleigh, uh, community clubs and groups who've all worked together to create this amazing cascade of poppies overflowing from, from Trinity Church there, which is obviously following in the footsteps of what the Tower of London did 
mm. with the poppies when they're all glass, which I, I do believe you, you could actually buy them as well. And I do know a couple of people who bought them. I was sort of thinking of that as well. I actually saw a photograph on uh, social media only a couple of days ago of the Tower of London. They've got loads of, I don't know whether it's poppies with lights in it, but it was nighttime and there was literally hundreds of thousands of lights. Yeah, in, that was that. I think that was the bee feeders. I think, Poss- or, or it was something. I think it was something to do with the Tower of London. I'll have to double check that. But again, if you can correct me, I think it was the beef eaters. I'm or, not sure. All, all or I the saw, Chelsea pensioners, or somewhere around there. I saw an impressive picture. It was loads of lights in the moat of the mm. um, Tower of London, and it looked magnificent. So oh, it did. I, I think they're making a real good thing. But to to keep it local, yeah, that that know, is quite impressive. You know, with with the community there, um, all all working together. Is, is is amazing and it's an absolute tribute to all of the residents the community of Rayleigh really working together and actually producing something that is not only aesthetically pleasing but actually quite emotional to everybody because I'm sure everybody in their family has lost someone or knows someone that was in the wars um, to, to help us have our freedom today so but did you know how many actually handmade poppies are in that cascade? Have a guess. Have a guess. It's got to, got to be a thousand. Thousand? Okay. If you don't want to re- hear me reveal how many are there, skip about 10 seconds and you'll find out. So skip te- 10 seconds from now, but there are 12,000 handmade that must have poppies. It's, it's got to. If someone is actually been involved with this personally and was there from the beginning to the end with it all being made working together if you could drop me a line a message just to let me know how long this was in fruition to up to today or coming up to the 11th um, of November there that would be fantastic Um, but also what I want to say is within that cascade there's 170 names now you're thinking why well those 170 names that are in that cascade are actually the residents of Rayleigh who went into the world war and sadly lost their lives so their names being displayed in there touches my heart to to an absolute um I'm beyond words actually. I don't think any words could fathom how well that is. Um, but also the schools and the preschools, um, they've done uh, commemorations on the inside as well. So please go there, have a look at it, and just remember not only those from Rayleigh, but also those people who've lost their lives in, in the Great War. Um, and post your pictures in the comments below if you have any just in case people can't get there mm. i think posting in there please at various times in the day nighttime daytime early morning even for you joggers dog walkers out there take a photo show the world what Rayleigh can do as a community um and i just want to say from me the Rayleigh community and with the uh, con- uh, working in close conjunction with Rayleigh Town Centre, uh, Rayleigh Town Centre, sorry, uh, Rayleigh Town Council, a big thank you for what you've done. You've done an absolutely an amazing job. So thank you.
Well, I think that's a positive note to end on there. Um, I, I think it looks fantastic. If you can't get down there, look at the pictures below. If you can get down there, I would fully advise it, um, especially with the infrastructure that we've moaned about. Uh, <laughs> I certainly would. Let's let's get, make it worse. Get yourself up there. Yeah. Make it worse for a good reason. Yeah. Let's let's make Rainy High Street busy for a mm. uh, positive reason now. And all get your poppies. And everyone get up there. Everyone get the poppies. Yeah, that'd be great. So I think we'll leave it there for this week's. Um, sorry it's taken us so long to get this one out we've been a little bit manic but I promise you it won't happen again um, so yeah look forward to episode 4 next week yes. uh, we'll get that one out early next week but um, until then see you in the next one see you in the next one cheers